Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. And I'm Tom. Tom. Um, yes, Sean. We have a policy on this show. We do. We where do. if a host can't be, you know, is not available to be on the show, yep. we really only accept one reason. Correct. And that is, I suppose, what you would call love, which is also heart. And there yep. is a broken yep. heart related to the show this week. Yeah. So, uh, Joel Dusha is not in this week's episode, not due to COVID or anything. He's, he's, I'd say he's fine, but we know that's wrong. Um, he's just sad. He's just too sad for a podcast called How Goods Footy, which is just, you've got to be, you've got to have, yeah, you've got to be up and about for it, and um, unfortunately for him, uh, he's he's just he's just a broken man at the moment. Yeah, he's he'll be probably, he'll be good in the long term, but right yeah. now, not the week for it. He's probably right in the middle of a really long walk in search yep. of a bit of peace, a bit of inner yeah. peace. Yeah, the, the the quest for inner peace is far. It's yep. a long journey, Sean. Mm. A really, as long you journey. will attest to. Yeah, it's 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 enormous. And um, if you are a shoe manufacturer and want to sponsor these boys on their inner piece trek, send us some shoes. That's what do I it. say. But Tom, there yes. is a question I do have specifically for you this week. Yes, yes, mate. How good's footy? Sean, footy, footy's, you know what, actually? I'd like to ask a question to answer your question. Yes. And that question is, how good is Tom Atkins? And the answer is, very fucking good, Sean. <laughs> That's good. I thought you were going to reciprocate and ask me how good footy is, as I am also in a positive frame of mind. But that's all right, Tom. It is typically the Geelong way to think about <laughs> Geelong and Geelong players. And that's fair enough. I, sh- I don't know that's why okay. I expected anything more. Sure. What I was going to do is, because it's just you and me, I was going to answer yeah. my part of the question and then about halfway through the episode, get you to answer it as well. <laughs> but, uh, uh, right. Tom, let's let's not fuck around. Um, let's not. You and I, we both know what we want to discuss, and we that do. is the important games of the round. So, Tom, please, take me on a journey to Adelaide. What happened at Adelaide Oval? Uh, so, the Battle of the Brothers Part 2 kicked off Saturday afternoon in a... Awful time slot for that venue with the sun. <laughs> oh, it was shocking. Shocking. At the start. By so the end of the bad. game, by the end of the game, it was beautiful. It was prime time oh, action. Perfect. Yeah. Don't don't do a four forty Adelaide Oval. I think is the is the messaging there. 
But I, I've like you encounter that all year. There's just certain grounds where it's like just pick your time slots because some yeah. grounds are just unwatchable at certain times of the day. Um, I've Correct. seen some bad Gabba time slots. They're usually those like sort of early afternoon ones that are just dog shit, as was the case here. Did you and Jacob watch this game together? Uh, no. So he he obviously was in Geelong. Um, ironically. Uh, well, not really. That's where he lives. Um, and I watched it just just in my home in yep. Melbourne. Um, but he did watch it with my mum, okay, uh, with my family because they were babysitting and watching the footy together, which is huge by him to yep. watch a game with a lot riding on it for them, uh, mm-hmm. with with enemies of the state effectively in in Geelong. Um, Sean, cracking game of football, mm-hmm. a shootout. Uh, at Adelaide Oval that looked like it was going to be a blowout and then the largest penis in football in the world got f- in the world let's let's call it what it is it's the biggest dick in town um the only reason why chubbed. he's not in the Guinness book of records is because they couldn't fit him in they couldn't they they were going to draw it like a to scale model impossible to do yep. photographers don't have w- lenses that wide they don't <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, no, Tom, it was, it was a great game because uh, for me, a neutral observer, I was loving it to the point where the the start time actually annoyed me because it just it crossed over just with the start of the Brisbane Gold Coast game. Yep. So it's like just either start that game a bit earlier or Brisbane actually should have probably started a bit later. It started at 7.10 instead of like yeah. 7.20 or 7.30. Just weird shit. But it was a fantastic game. Oh, it was a it was a cracker. It became a shootout. Um, it was a bit of an arm wrestle in the first quarter, trading goals. In the second quarter, Geelong went absolutely fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third quarter, like I said, the penis woke up. The our best player on the ground to half time was Reece Stanley, who I think had had twelve touches, sixteen hitouts, and eight clearances. He went off at half time with a knee injury. He led the at the end of the game when the ga- siren went. Reece Stanley had not played another minute since halftime. He still had the most clearances on the ground of any player. <laughs> Eight. His, that his is form. He's, his form's great lately. What's the injury? So it's an, a knee. It's, it looks, sounds like bruised cartilage. So it's it sounds like it'll be a medium term, which I reckon they'll basically go, mate, you're too important. We're going to put you on cotton wool to finals, Ooh. I assume. Um, or it might be like a, a two or three weeker. So... Johnny Segler will probably get a crack. There's also Sav rolling around there. Um, oh, I forgot about Sav. Toby Conway, our top pick in the draft last year, is a 205-centimeter tap specialist. Surely not. Um, no, I, I imagine they'll go Segler because he's been he's had like averaging 26 touches in the VFL at the moment. So uh, Jesus. I think they'll give him a crack and just see what he can do. Um, Bring him in. Yeah. So a huge – Stanley goes off and all of a sudden – not only did that, so Stanley goes off and then the big penis woke up and just started throwing his dick all over the Adelaide Oval, taking out Sam DeConing, got turkey slapped into next week. He took out the <laughs> ruck. He was just smashing them everywhere. Yeah. And they hit the lead, Sean. They kicked seven or eight goals to one in the third quarter. Just yeah. pulled our pants down and I'm thinking, yeah. fuck. I hate Port Adelaide, is- Tom. You know this. Yes. I do, but it's correct. a port win, it would have been good for the game. Well, it would have kept their season alive and I think made that sort of final eight chase a little bit more interesting. Yep. They're mathematically done, I think, right? No, no, that's a, not right. No. A lot has to go right for them. It's sort of a bit outside their hands kind of thing. Uh, I mean, it is. Anyone outside the eight now, it's outside of their hands. 
when you think yeah. about it. Bulldogs um, winning probably hurt Port quite a bit. Just trying to think. I'm pretty sure Port are only one game outside still, though. Is that correct? They're still. Well, yeah. I think if no. Oh I think no, the no, Bulldogs no. Sorry. Winning, yeah, yeah. Port are two winning. games and about five percent out. Yeah. Going to be tough. So now. if if the dogs had have lost, it still would have been absolutely game on for them to play finals. But unfortunately, the dogs won, and the Saints won too, which I think hurt them as well. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, the challenges. Oh, it's it's slimming out now. Gold Coast are probably done. In yeah, fact, I, I would almost say definitely. Yeah, it's it's getting it's, the whips are cracking and they're cracking hard. But yeah. the actual makeup of the eight wide open, absolute madness. Oh yeah. Um, I say yes. as a man whose team is third, I don't know yeah. where they'll finish. I couldn't I, confidently tell you. It's could it's could fun. be second, could be seventh. Don't know. It, that's but that's it. Like, and the games coming are all juicy. Like yeah. they're all H across the board. Like. Mm. Melbourne have got Freo, and then they've got Collingwood, and then they've got Brisbane. Like, those are all... Yeah, have you seen Brisbane's run? Brisbane have <laughs> Richmond at the G, Carlton yep. at the Gabba, St. Kilda yep. in Melbourne, and Melbourne yep. at the Gabba. It's fucked. Yeah, it's it's fucked, man. It's mm. This this run home is absolutely wild. Anyway, so speaking of the run home, going to three-quarter time, it's, I think, a goal or so the difference, and I'm thinking, geez, Dangerfield and Joel Selwood, who had big weeks the week before against Carlton, very quiet. Oh, yeah. And I thought Chris Scott's going to go to his best midfielder at the three-quarter time break and say, okay, mate, get going. And that best midfielder is Tom Atkins. Huge. Fuck, I love him. Just when the game was on the line, he had 12 possessions in the last quarter and just went absolutely balls to the wall. He's had a couple of games this year where we've needed someone to just lift he was big in the Carlton game. He was huge in the, the game against Melbourne, and he um, set up the match winner against Richmond, won that clearance that went to Stengel and went to Henry. He's just – he doesn't stop, Sean. Like, he's no. not flashy. He's not He's not a danger field. He doesn't have the big burst of speed. He's not an enormous guy, hmm. but he is a hard worker. He's blue collar. He's blue collar. He, yeah. he, he doesn't stop. He doesn't give up. He tackles. Like – he was running back and getting intercept marks off half back in that last quarter and like throwing his body in and just smashing the ball forward. He's, I think, the epitome of what Geelong is trying to do in this year, which is it's not about the perfect precision kick. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we go back to that old mode, but it's it's not. We need to play fast and we need to play contested footy. And when the game was on the line, Tom Atkins stood up. And then, do you hear that interview with him afterwards? No. So he's getting interviewed post game. Um, by Mark Rashid or whatever, so he's just he's just basically single handedly been the reason we've come back into it. Also, you know, Tom Hawkins kicked the two, two ripper goals late, so it was a Tom special. Yep. Um, they interview him and they say, "Look, how are you going?" And he said, "Yeah, it's really good. I've just got to do my role and work hard. That's all I've got to do." And he said, "You know, there's a lot of good guys in the VFL, so we as a cl- who aren't getting games, so we as a club owe it to them to be the best we can be." And he said. And I'm on the fringe, so I owe it to them even more. And it's like, mate, you are not on the fringe. Not anymore. You are not anymore. But but for him to still have that attitude of no, no, I'm just. He even said, I'm just happy to be in the 22. I'll I'll play whatever role is needed of me. And that's what you want out of like. That's what you want out of a football. That's how good's footy is. Someone who's like, I'm just happy to be here, and I'm giving it a red hot go. Um, give him the brown low, Sean. Jesus. <laughs> Next year. Um, it's well, yeah. He's moved into the midfield. Like he was playing as a small defender last year, and there's a bit of 
bit of controversy this week where they asked Chris Scott about why he hadn't been used in the midfield, and maybe it was because a particular defensive coach wasn't keen on his players getting gigs elsewhere on the ground. Mm. But um, it's right, Tom. It all sorted itself out. It all sorted itself out. Um, Coaches yeah, come and go. They do. They do. Chris Scott, though, stays forever. <laughs> <laughs> stronger um, than a toe poke. Stronger. Hey, he is stronger than a toe poke, Tommy Atkins. He's a battle axe, and I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, huge game. Um, I want to talk about one other player, which is Grian Myers, very quickly. Cops a lot of hate on social media. Um, has been interviewed about it in the Addy and is like it's really hard and uh, has been rested some weeks when it's been really bad to basically be like, hey, have a break. Um, he had a moment where it's like, oh, that's why he's in the team. Uh, so there's a goal that he kicked in the second quarter during the party time quarter <laughs> where Hawkins, who is 105 kilos, did a little dance step around Darcy Byrne-Jones, a guy half his size and speed, just just killed him. twinkle toes Tommy, killed him, Yeah. Um, set up a beautiful handball to Myers. Now, Myers, it just went over his head and it like he dropped it. But in one hand, in a basically one motion, he's looked down at the ball, picked it up, and kicked it beautifully through the goals without even looking at it. And it's like, yeah, there you go. Yep. That's that's what we want to see. Yeah. Um, I have one more long story, Sean. It yeah. is not about the game. Oh. I have a I have an incredible milkman update. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Harry the milkman Taylor. Let's go. Okay, so uh, the milkman is obviously at Geelong. He is from a part of uh, WA where a lot of uh, footy players um, come from, like just like a bit of a footy factory type setup. And he was interviewed either before or after this game um, about why that was the case, and I saw this footage on the bounce. So he's being interviewed and asked, why do you think so many players come out of whatever? And he said, I think it's got to do with the fact that there's something in the water. No, no, there's genuinely something in the water. They recently found high traces of lead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the water, and I think what happens is you either get just the right amount of lead so you become a good footballer, or it's too much and you die. <laughs> and that was it. That was, that's the secret. The secret to Harry Taylor's footballing prowess is he's got just the right amount of lead in his body. <laughs> Maniac, he's cooked, sure. man. He's absolutely cooked. I love him. I love him. He's uh, how was the he's um, fantastic. How was the... Messaging with your brother? Uh, not a lot during the game. Yeah. A little bit afterwards. Um, yeah. Pretty, he was pretty good. Um, okay vibe. Yep. I didn't get stuck into him and I didn't – because, you know, it was a close game and it was a huge game and both teams yeah. played really well, I thought. Um, so, yeah, I, I know he was pretty flat. He did send me a screenshot of a message I think he sent both of you that was like, <laughs> I'm staring into the void. <laughs> Very bleak stuff. Um, um, yeah, no, I'm not at liberty to discuss any messages in the Reed Brothers group chat. Sorry, no, Tom. No, correct. Yeah. It's privacy. He Except I think, I think I think I shared that one with you. That's the only one I would share. That uh, your brother said that we are a collection of souls who have stared deep, deep into the void. And it was just perfect. Yeah. Wow. Especially Joel Dusha, currently looking into that void right now. Yeah. Big time. Um, Sean. Tom. I have a question for you. Yes. How good's Queensland footy?
It's uh, Tom. Business is booming. Um, just don't ask Stewie Jew because he'll no. he'll have a sook about umpiring or some bullshit. Come on, Stewie, but then better than that. still gave Starsevich four votes or three votes minimum. Yeah, it's hard. Like, what do you reckon Fagan would have given him? Because he got eight. Starsevich got eight votes. So I, I reckon Fagan might have given him. Went, I don't think he would have gone five. I reckon he would have gone four. So maybe. Oh no, he must have. Could well, so there were three hmm. eight votes. So it means two fours. What, yeah. So three people got eight. So one of them got the double four, and the other two got the five and the three. Which means that even though he's complaining about him, Jew has either given Starsevich the full five madness. Doubt it. Or he's given him the three. Yeah, hard to say. Um, it's a pretty big price. I mean, Tom, how good's yes. Brisbane? Mate, flying. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, calm down. Uh, that, that question was a test. They're going okay. Um, it was good to get the win. Very good to get the win because it's so hard to get a, a gauge of, of form in the Q Clash, I think. Because it's yep. kind of like the showdown where it doesn't really matter where you are on the ladder. It's always dangerous. Even though Brisbane have won like, I think that's eight in a row now. And the previous seven were by an average of like maybe 50 points. So it's been a bit shit. But Gold Coast yep. have been a quite a shit team. And Brisbane have been on, you know, in the top four for a while. So yeah, this is a, it's a spicy contest. Gold Coast fucking hate Brisbane. They really do. And there's like there's a fair, there's a bit of spice, but it's not like the biggest rivalry, is it? It, it really reminds me of like um, <laughs> some people won't get this at all, but in Avengers Endgame, when um, Scarlet Witch is coming at Thanos, and she's like, "You took everything from me," and he's like, "I don't even know who you are." That's kind yeah. of like Gold Coast to Scarlet Witch and Brisbane are just Thanos, just swatting them away and like, "All right, who's next?" Sort of thing, you know. <laughs> it will become spicier when both teams are like. Premiership contending. Um, this is a bit yeah. of a teaser for maybe future seasons, though, because they gave you a bit of a good run and you sort of pulled away late. Yeah, and I'd even argue, so earlier in the year we beat them by 50 points, but it was a lot. I think it was a lot closer than that, to be honest. Brisbane sort of just pulled away pretty late and Gold Coast were a bit unlucky. And um, Yeah. I mean, Brisbane in this game, too big, too strong in the end, really. Um, they did their annoying thing of conceding a goal right on the siren again. Yeah. Um, which Sorry, just leaves man. a bit of a bad taste, but overall pretty good. Um, the Marcus Ashcroft medal went to Took Miller, which if you look at the stat sheet, you go, oh, yeah, 34 touches. He was pretty big. Interestingly, and I didn't really notice his influence in the last quarter, but when I've checked the stats after, Took Miller had six touches in the last quarter. Do you know why, Sean? Jared Berry tagged him. He had mm. six touches at 17%, Tom. He actually Jesus. had no influence in the last quarter when Brisbane kicked five goals to one, came back over the top and won the game. So I personally wouldn't go the medal in that case. I would have given it to Stasevich, who just killed Rankin, absolutely killed him. Well, he only had like, what, two touches? Rankin, I think he ended up with 10 touches and a goal, but he kicked a goal after the siren and Stasevich wasn't sort of opposing him in that 
in that contest. So, uh, yeah, that really sucks for him to kick that one after the siren. I was like, God damn it, Stasovic did such a good job all night. Um, <laughs> Just hurts, yeah. Callum Archie played his 100th game, and I hope that Chris Fagan knows that he's a lock in the best 22 every week. He's so important. Yep. I would have given him votes in the medal as well. I don't think he had like he might have had like fourteen touches or something, but just he's like a bit of a Mister Fix It. You can put him in any area of the ground, and he's just filling holes and just playing a really good role. Well, because he started he started his career as a as a half forward, I think. So he can I you think, can throw yeah. him forward, you can throw him behind the ball, you can put him on the wing. He's a great mark too. To have- the, the amount of times he just takes like a crucial grab over overhead is fantastic. Because we didn't have Kadeen Coleman this week, so missed a bit of drive. Richie had a real quiet game and then got his head destroyed by um, Levi Casbolt's knee, I think. Accidental? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. There was no malice in it, but it was like Rich dived down to punch the ball forward and Levi's kind of clumsily run in and just like clipped him in the head. So I actually haven't checked the MRI. I don't know if you'll get a week for that or something. But like, no, he probably wouldn't. That's just clumsy fuckery, I think. Yeah, it sucks for Rich because you'll miss the next game probably if they if they went through the whole twelve day concussion protocol thing. Well, if he's out, yeah, if he's out with concussion, then yeah, they have to they have to. Do um, it, I think there's a good exchange. So Stewie Juice sort of has had a bit of a dig at Starsevich for not looking at not looking at the ball during forward contests. Just sort of looking solely at his man ranking. You got to point. You got to tell me, Tom. Is that against the rules? I'm in talking about like contest, I'm talking yeah. about a fo- no. I'm talking about forward stoppage. So like the well, ball's no, getting thrown up I, or thrown in, and they're complaining. They've isolated footage that they're going to send to the to the AFL. And the the clips that I saw today were like boundary throw-ins or ball ups, and it's Stasevich just sort of like you know watching Rankin and not watching the footy. And I'm kind of like, what's the issue there? That's his job. Well, no. You can, they can you can absolutely block his run at the ball as long as he's not the ruck competing yeah. for it, or yeah. it's not in a marking contest. That's it. Like if sorry, if like Gold Coast are kicking it inside fifty to a marking contest, and Stasevich isn't looking at the ball, just looking and attacking the man, then that's a free kick. But I 100%. think it, I think at stoppages, Stasevich yeah. doesn't have to watch the ball. No, he also as like long that's as he's his not, like, that's his disadvantage. And, that's his yeah. disadvantage to not know where the ball is. His sole purpose there. I actually watched it and was like, "That's per- I think that's perfect defending." Chris Fagan would be stoked with that. I reckon. Then I reckon he's given him the five, Sean, and I reckon. Yeah, I would say so. I don't think Dewey would have given him the five based on that little sour grape. But um, good to see they still gave him votes. He still respected that. You know the yeah. blanket job that he did. Hardwick wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, Tom, two fucked goals in this game that I can remember at least. It was probably more. But Joey Danaher got one um, and then did like an outside banana oh. off his wrong foot. <laughs> insane. Fucked. Absolutely insane. Fucked. Even he yeah. couldn't believe it. And then Big O just basically did a – everyone's inspired by um, Draper from last week. They just <laughs> – all the big boys are doing fucked – like cooked bananas on the outside of the foot. Big yeah. O kicked a crucial one. Um, Brisbane nearly got cooked, I reckon, by the subs. They had Darcy Fort as the sub. They've done that yeah. a couple times this year. Well, so we lose Geelong, Rich. We lose a runner off the half back, and they put Darcy forward on in the last 10 minutes when the game was on the line. And I was like, shit, what's going to happen here? But it worked out okay. Big O went forward, kicked a cooked goal. Happy that's days. That's what you want. Well, yeah. see, Geelong had that too where Stanley went off and we had Neil. So it, kind of, it was kind of a bit easier because it was like a 200-centimeter Ruckman for a Ruckman. Yeah. And there was a bit of talk on Fox footy that had been a tactical sub. And it's like, yeah, we subbed out our best player to half time. Yeah, no worries, guys. Yeah. I think I think Chris Scott's just done a Fagan and gone, well, I've got enough little blokes that I can, you know, shuffle the magnets around with a Blitzarves or a Tui or an Atkins or whatever. 
but I don't have like if Reece Stanley or Blitzarves or De Koning goes down, I need to shuffle. Yes, yeah. that's what Fagan has said in the past with Big O. It's like, well, if we're only playing one ruck, say if Big O goes down early, what are we going to do? Ruck Joe Danaher the whole game with Mick Stay helping him out or something? Like, it just kind of fucks the whole balance. So yeah. he's like, we'd rather just do that because we played with two rucks before so we can kind of adapt. And Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Geelong and, and Brisbane pick uh, ruck subs going forward into finals. Yeah, they might do that, yeah. Um, one thing, just one minor thing unhappy with, Zorko returned. And he, uh, yep. did a th- he did a thing that really fucking annoyed me. So Elijah Hollands is a uh, one of the top draft picks from a couple of years ago. He's waited a long time had to a, get his game. He was coming game back from too. an injury. He was awesome. I think he kicked two. Did he kick three goals? He two at least three, two. Yeah. I, think, I think two goals, ten touches. He was in. A, he was in a, amongst everything. He. I can't remember what he did. He did something that gave away a kick. I think he. I think he accidentally kicked it to a Brisbane player who kicked a goal, and then Zorko just like really ripped into him and was just giving him so much shit, and it was just like. Over the top stuff. It's like Zorko, a man in his thirties who is the leader of the club, picking on a kid who's played his first game, and I, I didn't like seeing it. And then no. Elijah Hollands, to his credit, went on to kick two goals. And if they'd won, there was there was times where it's like you've made Zorko look stupid. So yeah. good on him. I'm actually really happy with Elijah Hollands there. <laughs> Zorko, pull your head in, man. That's not yeah. captain material. The captains no. don't do that, mate. No, especially pick, pick when, time when Zorko- If Took Miller had done it, rip into him. Yeah, you know, a leader, someone like that, someone. But like, don't rip into a kid who's like it's basically a defenseless kid, and I didn't like seeing it. Poor stuff. No, it's not yeah. on. Zorko, lift. Go see Special K at the shops. Oh yeah, Special K is going to clip you if you run into him at the cafe. Jesus Christ. Um, Tom, there was a draw this round. Richmond, there was a draw this round. Frio. Now I had the misfortune of watching this game, and I know that close games were exciting, and the end of this game was incredibly cooked and had all sorts of things going on. Fuck me, this was a shit game. Like well, I regret to, watching. Compared it. to the close games we had on Saturday, we had three games with teams scoring over a hundred points or close to a hundred points. Yep. decided by one or two kicks. Yeah, like back to back, the Geelong into the Brisbane into the Melbourne games were all so tight, but high scoring. Whereas yeah, this was a bit of a the skill Freo's skill errors were a bit uncharacteristic. Hey, eh? this was at Marvel Stadium under the roofs, mm. perfect mm. conditions, and they both kicked seven ten, and it was just a bit of like a. Well, who wants to stumble over the line and win the game? And Richmond should have, as they should have for the last few weeks, really. They've yeah. just cooked themselves again. Like they have. It'll actually be remarkable if they miss finals. This is a huge game they have against Brisbane coming up this oh, week. It's, it's massive. Like if they lose it's that massive. too, imagine if Richmond missed the finals. They could. They should be top four right now, pretty much. Like to well, be honest, that, they should be in that same bracket as. Well, honestly, it's t- everything's so tight. That they should be they should be in that bracket of those eight teams that are all fighting for a spot. Probably those seven teams really. Richmond have cooked the last three or four sort of games, haven't they? They've lost three games straight um in insane circumstances. So they lost the the one against the Gold Coast, which is the goal after the siren. They lost yeah. the one the week before where a player played on against yeah. against North. And they lost this one again where the guy played on as well. If they if they Won those games, they'd be right into top four contention at the moment. So they've, they've, they have fucking cooked it. And um, Freo are doing doing what they need to do to stay in touch. Really, they're doing okay. The thing I keep going back to with Freo is like you look at who they've beaten over the year. So it's like you just can't really discount them. I don't think they're playing that great at the moment. But no, they've hit a bit of know, a form slump. But if they they've find beaten that form Geelong again. and Geelong, Melbourne yeah. and Melbourne, they've beaten Brisbane. Like they're. 
they they're confident enough to sort of take anybody. So it's just hold on and try and make top four now. Um, there's a lot of who cares cups as well, which we won't even bother talking about. Um, but the other exciting game on Saturday was the Melbourne Dogs game. Very quickly, Jamara, fucking oh. hell. Yeah, so I didn't see this game because it was on the same time as as my one. Um, I was able to catch probably the last five minutes, though, which was incredibly juicy. Oh, and incredible. Jamara, that last five goal goals. that he kicked. From oh. 55, Tom. <laughs> Off a step two, just... Yeah. And flushed it. Did not look like it was going anywhere else but through the middle. Yeah. And it's funny because I hadn't watched the game at all, so I didn't know until later that he kicked five. So I just tuned mm. in, caught the end. I was like, oh, Jamara's bobbing up and doing something. Interesting. And then nah. poof, dominated. Went big. Had a huge game. Um, it, the dogs were pretty fired up too. They're, this is the thing. The dogs are now eighth. Terrifying. Terrifying prospect. Josh um, Bruce is back. Yeah, Bruce probably – I mean, Bruce is doing nothing at the moment except that's for right. – Taking a man and letting yeah. Jamara sort of get off the chain, I guess. So it's a positive effect. It's good the for bonds, the structure. The bonds looking better. He still looks a bit battered, but he's he's hanging in there. And Bailey Smith back makes a huge difference. He is. That man gives me nightmares. I remember what he did to oh, Brisbane in the finals I'd, last year. Sean, I understand. We've got him. We've, Geelong have got him this week. Lucky it's at GMHBA, I reckon. Well, still though, that the one the last time we played him down there, goal after the siren, Gary Rowan. Yeah, Jesus, I forgot about that. That was such a mm. disgusting game to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great game of footy, but just a disgusting ending. It was like the last time there were crowds too. There was just like 10,000 people on one wing, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Uh, any other games to talk about from this weekend, Sean? Just any? scrolling through, Tom, seeing if there's any that catch my eye. And Anything on honest, Sunday we need to talk about? Uh, nothing uh, happened no, whatsoever, cool. I'm pretty sure. Great, yep. good. Wonderful. Yep. Um, so I have another question for you, Sean. Go on, Tom. Do we have any emails, mate? We have a couple, Tom. Uh, and there are a couple that we put a call out last week. Um, let us know players to make you come, essentially, was the question that we put out yep. there. I think Correct. I want to hold over those and ask for a few more to come in because that's the kind of thing that will lift Joel's spirits, and I want him to yep. be here for we that. We need him back for that, yeah. yeah. We did receive a, a, a very hot email that just came in, and, Tom, I'm going to read it because the editor of this show is Joel Dusha. He'll hear it, and I think he needs to hear it. Okay, yeah. The subject is Thank God for Joel Dusha. Oh. And it's from listener Michael Wilson. Greetings, footy gurus. I have a long commute to work, three hours plus each day, and I fill my drive with lots of podcasts. I'm a Bombers fan, and I'm a big fan of lots of footy podcasts like AFL Exchange, Hardball Get. How Good's Footy been the best, of course. Also a big fan of Scaredy Boys, new episodes every Friday. That's what. Great podcast. <laughs> Great Can I just say, there. Sean, the next episode of How Good's Footy will be coming live. Well, not live, but will be coming in <laughs> hot from the Scaredy Boys retreat. Uh, That's true. This weekend. We're bringing Joel Dusha down to spook us, to scare us, us and we're going to try and rehabilitate his heart as well after yep. what happened to him on the weekend. Um, getting back to the email. However, this year, even with all my subscriptions, I've been finding it hard to fill my whole commute with quality content. Then it struck me when the Bombers lose, which is often, I do not listen to most of my footy podcasts. Most of the podcasters just say things like, well, Bombers lost again. They're still shit. Moving on. I've realized that I really only listen to Haggard's footy on a losing week because only Joel Dusha feels the level of pain I feel after a Bombers loss. Only Dusha knows the stress of supporting the emotional roller coaster that is the Essendon Bombers. Only Dusha appreciates how much this fucking team that I love can ruin my whole week. And for that, I thank him. Keep up the good work, gents. 
assuming Dusha didn't die after the... Uh, I'm not even going to read out who kicked a goal on a certain day of the weekend. Sorry about that. No. Thank you, Wilson. Uh, P.S. Footballers that make me do a big cum. Former bomber David Myers. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, a he, choice. He loved running past a teammate for a handball and long bomb goal from 60. Mason Redmond quickly becoming a master of this too. That's a good yep. call. Yeah. Jesus. Um, we got uh, oh, friend of the show, Matt Smolin, Bulldogs fan. Let's show the Bulldogs some love, I think, Tom. Footy professors. Right. Cometh the yep. moment. Cometh the man. Jamara is here. A bag against <laughs> the reigning premiers, including number five from 55. Don't mind if I do. And English, threatening to take his game to the next level for the last six years. He passed his English exam with straight A's. Absolute monster on the run goals. Is there anything better than that? Maybe Bont crunching Gorn and a tackle to seal the game. How good's footy indeed? Huge. I'm very happy for all those Doggies fans out there. That's a big, big redemptive win. Um, I hope the momentum halts for one more week. <laughs> this is also about the Bulldogs game. This is from Jared. Shittest Fucking commentary. As a society, are we too lenient on Luke Darcy? He can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> ah, we we uh, we need to be harsher on Luke Darcy. This this whole debate over whether da- Daisy Pierce is a good commentator, and yet guys like Luke Darcy just walk up starts, and the guy can't even get excited properly. <laughs> <laughs> like you would be, and people are like, oh, he's so biased towards the Bulldogs. If I didn't know better, I wouldn't know he's he's a Bulldog man. He talks about him a lot, and he gets excited, but you can't hear it in his voice. Very one-dimensional. He needs um, excitement classes big time, don't you think? He does big time. Sean, um, we wanna, we're want we getting close to the end of this episode, partially yep. because we wanted a tight 30, but also because this Zoom meeting is about to end. Hmm. <laughs> um, instead of an email being sent to us, have you got an email that you want to send somebody? Oh, fuck. I completely forgot. I hope I've got it in my drafts. God damn. All right. Tom, let's talk fantasy quickly. All right, let's go. The, the AFL fantasy season ended. It was fantastic. We've still got the finals to go, obviously. So congratulations if you have qualified for those. There's also the sort of the final series for the lower half of the bottom eight as well. Yep. Um, as we have two leagues that have 20 teams, some teams at the bottom have missed out. Amongst them is a man who we have frequently spoken of on this show. Put the call out. We want to hear from him. We've heard nothing. Stu. Stu Martin. The coach of Jake Stringer Stan. Mate, where are you? What have you done? Well, what I've done is I've searched through the inbox, and this was actually trickier than just putting his name in the search thing. I can't remember how I did it because that didn't give me any results. I had to do some weird, complicated shit, but I've found, Tom, I found his yeah. email. Now, I'm going to read it out live Martin. on the show. No, I won't. What, um, <laughs> what, are the odds of, what are the odds of us having two fans named Stu Martin and you're about to rip through a bloke <laughs> who doesn't, who isn't that guy. No, like, because this past email, he references that he's a Bombers fan and all of that. So I'm pretty sure this is our guy, Tom. I'm going to send him an email. I sent you and Joel a draft of it last week. He told me to wait until the end of the fantasy season, which was this week. 19 yep. games, 19 straight losses for Stu. Zero team changes at all. Um, I'm going to send him that email that we want to hear from him. And he's got to basically plead his case. Because to be honest, Tom, he's staring down the barrel of a life ban. From the fantasy team? Yep. From the fantasy and, competition. Yep. Or, or from the podcast. Well, from the podcast too. If I can find a way to block, <laughs> I don't know I don't know how it works. I'm not a tech guy. RSS feeds, is that a thing? Can I block him? 
Yeah. Just ban his VPN? VPN? I don't know. Put him in jail. I'm going to contact his internet provider and have him fucking shut down. Call the internet police. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so hopefully we'll have an update. Hopefully he responds back to that. He has not responded to the show. Um, A mighty congrats to everyone who's doing well in the fantasy. Um, Great job to everybody. Good it's worth noting that in the big leagues, all three of the Howgood's footy coaches missed out on the finals, such as the ferocity of the league. Um, special shout out to Brandon from Canada, who I think started the season with one win and four losses and then went on like a 13-1 run. He's in the top four. Jesus. Um, good luck trying to stop him. That's all I'll say. He's my, pick for, he's my pick for Jesus. the winner. Jesus. Well, let us know your pick for the winner or, again, uh, to boost Douche's spirits when he comes back from the void. Uh, let us know which footballers make you come. Send an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55 and Joel's at Douche13. And uh, go Cats. Go Lions. In a peace, baby. <laughs> <laughs>